You're just in time for a brand new episode of Walk With Me. You know I too stand for corrections. I talk about real life scenarios that may occur during your correctional officer career. This podcast is for self-driven women desiring a more concrete foundation. So walk with me as I break down the basics of having a successful journey of growth and stability in the life of corrections. Hi guys and welcome back as always. You know it's a pleasure. How you doing? How's it going as always? I thank you for having me and I thank you for joining me. Guys, in this episode, we're being asked a question. So the question is based on the episode that we've previously reviewed. And the question is, why when you know for a fact that they are not your family? Talking about the offenders. Why when you know for a fact that the offenders are not your family, why let them remind you of family? Well, here's the thing. You are not purposely trying to let offenders remind you of family. What happens is in your mind, when you hear voices and you hear the way your family speaks on certain things, the way they say, the way they laugh, the way they gesture, anything about your family, when it comes to the offenders, those things mimic what you already know. All right. So listen at this. You can be focusing, say you're talking to me. You're talking to me on one side of the barrack or the dorm or inside of the booth or you're inside of your area. You know, the areas that us officers have to be inside of that separates us from the offenders. So at either or, whichever area that we're in, you're talking to me and you hear a phrase. Now, whether we're inside of a female barrack, a female institution or a male institution, you hear them say something and it's like, what? And you look back real fast because that voice reminds you of a brother or a sister. And you look back, you know where you are. You know you're in this institution. You know your brother and your sister is not here. It can't happen no way, no how because you know the dynamics of the protocol why that can't be, Okay. But you hear it and your normal reaction is to look back or look around. Now, you are automatically looking for that brother or that sister. And you know that's not the case. But that voice is what triggered you. You look before you realize you was even looking. So you begin to look back and start talking to me. And I'm like, you're okay? Yeah, I'm alright. I thought I heard something. Hmm. We keep talking. Now, that offender... Who you can put your eyes on because you was not looking for an offender. Saw you turn around when they said what they said. When they were talking to another offender. Now they say something again. Just to see if it was them that you looked back for. And you do it again. Now you just let that offender know. Hey, either I'm looking back to see if it's you talking because I'm really looking for you. Mr. Offender. Miss Offender. Mrs. Offender. Or I'm looking back because I actually am associating you to someone in my outside world. Either way it go, you look back. And that's all the offender needs. Now, the offender turns and says or end up coming to approach us in a way that's not disrespectful to be up close in our personal space. But start walking towards us and starts talking. Hey, officer, ma'am, you, you was looking for me? What you talking about? Go. I, I didn't say your name. I wasn't looking for you. Did I call you? Did I send somebody for you? No, I didn't. So what are you talking about? And they walk away. A woman offender or a male offender. But what you just showed is that my voice as an offender affects you. 
It affects you. So if I'm somewhere that you can't see my face, but as long as I create my voice to make it louder, like project my voice, it can disturb you. You just said that when you look back and looked around the way you did. That's what it is. It's not that you're trying to make it that way because you're so programmed to knowing your family. You've been with your family your whole life. A lot of times it's hard to cut it off. It's not a switch, cut it on to cut it off. A lot of times when you realize, I cut it on to cut it off because I know where I am. But when I hear it, oh, I didn't think that they were going to sound like this. I didn't think because you have also told yourself or someone told you that only your family has their voice. Only your family has that certain characteristic about them. And you kind of merge the gap your own self. You understand? You merge the gap your own self. You did that. And it makes it hard. So you constantly have a battle of trying to decipher between the two. So it's just like you have to sit and think and say, okay, well, if I'm me and I have a mother and a father, well, I have cousins. I have cousins on my dad's side of my family. I have cousins on my mother's side of my family. Okay? You follow me? Now, so I have two sets of cousins. Well, if my cousins on my mother's side of my family turn and tell me, hey, you know, I saw a person today at the gas station or when I was at work or something, and they remind me so much of you. They look just like you. I was like, oh, you look just like my cousin. Oh, you look just like my cousin. I can't believe I got to tell her that you look just like her. Whole time, I have another side of family. Right? I have my father's side of my family, which is my cousins, but they have people too. So my cousins have a mother and a father. You never know. It keeps going, keep intertwined. So when you do see offenders and hear offenders, it's not far-fetched that they can be extended versions of your family. So while they remind you of your family or certain people, they can be extended people. This is why you got to pay attention. This is why when you see certain people, you need to go back to your folks and say, Hey, do you know so-and-so, so-and-so? You know that name? That name register? Mm-mm. Who is that? Mm, don't worry about it. I just ask. You don't have to tell them they inside of the institution. Throw the name at them. Say it. Pay attention. Watch how that offender acts with you. That offender may know you and the offender knows that you don't know them. That's your bottom line. This is why it's like, well, why? I got to be tripping. Why do I keep feeling like I know this person? You may not know that offender. That offender may know you. That's a thing. Hey, that's a thing. They may know you simply because it's an extended version. You have to be mindful that in our lives with our moms, our dads, our aunts, our uncles, everything is getting spreaded out all the time. Every cousin has a mom and a dad, which means there's another family. Your cousin is just not your cousin from the mom and the dad. Somebody is not your family. They became your family. Remember that. This is why people look so different with different last names from different places. And you may not even know one another in your free world life. Understand that? In your free world life, you may not know each other for real. But you look so familiar to one another. Your dynamic, your characteristics are the same. And it's like, who your people is? You know, it's the famous line. Who your people is? Who your family is? Where you from? Where area you came from? It's the same way at an institution. 
And I know you know just because an offender is at your institution in the state that you're in does not mean that offender is from that state. You know that. You have to button down and get down to the nitty gritty down to the bottom of the of the situation. Down to the bottom of the situation. You got to get down to it. But that's your why on things. So you can't say, okay, well, why let offenders remind you of family when you know for a fact that they're not? No, you can know what you know. But you got to know what you know every day. You can't know it on Monday. I think it's going to take you through the rest of your career. You got to know it every day. Because every day, something, somewhere, somehow can remind you of a family member. They can say something that only you've heard from your family. Doesn't mean they're your family. But you've told yourself, only your family say that. Why? You ain't never been around nobody else to say it. Catch it. You've never heard anyone else say it. It's like food. I ain't never met nobody else be able to cook this type of casserole like my family or like my aunt or like my mother or like my grandmother. You ain't never ate nobody else casserole neither, so how you know? You've been around everybody that have functions and gatherings. They've never made this dish. So you, when you say, I've never been around anybody else to make this type of casserole because they never made it. You understand? That's why you don't know. Now here you go. And now you come back to intertwine and say, it's because I am your family. I'm just not the family in the way that you're looking at it. But I'm your family because I am the aunt of this cousin that was married to this person that happens to be the cousin of your mother of your father. Your family is so extended out and you can't forget it. This is why when you hear offenders say certain things, you can't let it go. And it's because you know the way family works. But it doesn't mean that offender is your family. But you sure as hell can treat them as if because you can't let it go. And you can't do it every year, every two years. You got to step like that. You got to approach like that every single day and not let it go. And this is why with those two particular type of offenders, which one is the offender that is your family member that's at your institution that you see that you didn't know was coming or that you didn't know that was there. That's one. And the second offender that reminds you of a family member. That it's not your family member, but they remind you of it. Both of those offenders are in the same boat because you need both of them gone. You need them gone for the institution. You need to not work in a certain barrack for them. And because we can't dictate from one day to the next because we get off and we go home, you can come back to a barrack or a dorm. And when you left, they were not in those certain dorms, but they are now. This is why you got to go to your superiors, your lieutenants, your sergeants, your wardens, your superiors, anybody above you and let them know what's going on because that can and will affect you as an officer. I'll see you later. You guys, don't forget to share and comment as many times as you would like and ask questions as many ways as you need to. Do my email, support at walkwithme.com. Support at walkwithme.com. Or you can hit the message tab and send me a voice recording. I always answer your questions by referring back to them in the next episode. Don't forget advertisements and sponsorships and donations are always welcome. You know I see you next episode. Thank <laughs> you.